Welcome. Whether you believe in God or whether you struggle with believing in God, whether you feel close to God or far away from God, seeking Him is the greatest thing that you can do. So thank you for taking time today to do so. We're going to spend some time worshiping, praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. If you're able, free yourself of distractions. Sit down and turn that phone off. Calming our bodies and minds is not only relaxing, but it reminds us of our own limits and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is set apart, so once you're ready, let's begin. Close your eyes, take a breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. And while this might seem like meditation, it's not, because meditation is turning inward into yourself, while prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void, and what will happen is unknown. But isn't that where the adventure is? Now speak out loud or in your mind. God's not limited to what is spoken. He knows your deepest thoughts, of course. What's important is that you express your intentions to Him. So you can say something like this. God, how do you feel about me? How do you think about me? And is it okay to ask that? Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Today we're going to read Ephesians 1, verses 3 and 4. And here's what they say. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. We'll be spending some time in Ephesians 1. I won't pretend to be a Greek expert, but it's worth noting that all these verses, all the way down to verse 14, are one long run-on sentence. They express an idea about Jesus. It's almost like Paul is looking at a diamond, and as he rotates it, the facets look slightly different from each angle. But it's still one diamond. Paul lavishes praise on God. His mind seems captivated and carried away by Christ and ever surprised by God's methods. In Paul's mind, things just get better and better the more we know God. He is better than we could have imagined. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Time will let us get there, but for now, verses 3 and 4. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has a Father. And he's your father. There is something unique between the father and son. 
there is a relationship and it's a good one. What's the nature of the difference? I haven't got a clue and neither does anyone else. We're talking about a being wholly different than anything we can possibly behold. But scripture is unapologetic about it. Personally, I'm often tempted to swerve toward modalism or the idea that one God expresses himself cosmically as father and humanly as son. And while I believe there are merits to this idea, Paul doesn't let me rest comfortably in it. There is something to the Trinity. There is something to the differences, if I'm even using the right word or thought, between the Father and Son. So let's just receive it. Isn't it a wonderful thing to have the God we do? Not a distant, self-absorbed, static, unfeeling being. Far from it. We have a dynamic, relational, moving, feeling God who's done an incredible thing. So on to verse 4. He chose us. And when did he choose us? When we had faith, when we were born, when Christ was crucified, when he created the universe? As mind-numbing as it is, it was before the creation itself. Is before even the right word? There was no time before matter. So even now, we're far outside of our capacity to understand. But he chose us. You. He knew you and chose you. Some don't like this idea of God choosing. It's easy to immediately jump to the question, but what about those he didn't choose? And time will address it all. But for now, just accept what it says. It does not say he chose you and ignored others. It simply says he chose you. You are chosen. Your standing with God could have been left up to you. And we all know the darkness in our own souls. No. God is a preemptive God. God had it all worked out before a single thing was created. It was his good plan to bless you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens and to choose you to be holy and blameless in his sight. Are you there yet? Are you holy and blameless in his sight? Well, in Christ you are. Your behavior may not reflect it at the moment, but you are subject to a God-sized force that is greater than all your self-destructive behavior. God has chosen you. You had nothing to do with it. Why? Well, because he's that good. And nothing will stop him from lavishing you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Nothing will stop God from getting what he wants. And he wants you. Does that excite you? Does it scare you? If so, are you open to the idea that you are not yet thinking of God as good as he is? He is far better than you can imagine. And by his own choosing, 
He's gonna prove it to you. He's just getting started. God, is it true that you think this well of me? I think so poorly of myself that it's hard to believe. That it's more important to accept your assessment than my own. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for being good. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay here as long as you like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time.